send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate. To turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden. That they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Well, hello, everybody. Graceful Warriors. Man, what a week, right? It is Tuesday evening for me, and I'm doing my recording right now. We're getting ready to get into Chapter 2 from Girls with Swords books. If you're ordering those books online or you want to check it out, it is Girls with Swords. This is a study that I'm doing, and I felt that it was a such a, a an importance right now and where we are and because what are we called graceful warriors so before we get into this let's discuss the elephant in the room today was the day that kevin mccarthy was voted he was ousted booted out of his position as speaker of the house i mean i am like thrilled Yes, I am excited. I'm thrilled. It is great to see. And some of you may be worried out there. Some of you are like, well, Monica, you know, the Democrats could put whatever his name is in there. Jeffries could put Jeffries in there. But here's what we have to look at, everyone. If we stop, pull back and go, all right, who is in charge? Who is being exposed? And is God still on the throne? So the answer to the questions are, what, who just got, oh, I even forgot my own questions. Can you believe this? <laughs> All right, so let's just take it back. Everybody is being exposed right now. Everyone. There is no, not one that could hide from God. If you go to the mountains, he's there. If you hide under your bed, he is there. There is nowhere where you cannot hide from God. Your sin, he sees it all. And so everybody is being exposed. That's what God is doing. He's throwing everybody into the limelight. They are getting caught. 
Now, who still sits on the throne? Yes, God Almighty. And here's what I want to bring out that I've talked to so many people today that were just like freaking out about this. God used a donkey to speak. God used a sorcerer to bless Israel when the king came and brought the sorcerer in. Was it Balak? Um, and he wanted Balak to curse Israel so that he could go and conquer them. But God wouldn't do it. God spoke to the sorcerer and he said, you will tell the king this. And he went back like, I think there were six messages. He ended up going back and telling the king. And each time this king was like furious. Why can't you just curse them? But it was God talking to the sorcerer. And if God can use a sorcerer to bless the enemy, then so God can use the Democratic Party to also expose the wicked within their own ranks. So don't fear what is going to happen. Don't fear anything. Let fear, fear is an emotion that we get when we're riled up, confused, don't know what to do. It's out of our hands. But faith, faith is a choice. I've put that in our Facebook page. Faith is a choice. You have to choose to believe. You have to choose to go. It doesn't matter what I see. I'm going to trust in the living king who I cannot see, but I know that the earth is his footstool. All right. So chapter two, let's get into this. A sword is born and we'll be back right after this. Hey, welcome to the Graceful Warriors podcast. This is where faith meets fortitude. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you. But hello, we have to do it one step at a time. So I am inviting you to join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of this world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing that warrior within. God is calling the body of Christ to rise up. So if you are ready to rise higher and embrace his light, well then warrior, this podcast is for you. Grab your sword. Let's dive in. So you may wonder, why a sword? I mean, wouldn't it make sense for self-defense, the distance and the precision of a gun be better? I mean, if the attack from the enemy is so far-reaching, I mean, how about responding with weapons of mass destruction, the WMDs, right? I mean, aren't swords a bit archaic? You know... From the scriptures, we have learned that long before the age of humankind, swords were created in the forges of heaven, and they, they were carried by the mightiest of angels in forms we have not yet seen. I mean, we all know that the mightiest of angels, Michael, Gabriel, the angels, they're not some little babies with wings. We know that the angels carry swords and shields. They're, they do battle. They're God's messengers. They're the ones that protect us from the demonic. How could we not think that they do not have weapons? 
If God gave us weapons, then why would he keep weapons from the angels who were sent to be messengers and to protect? Why would he only give it to us? You know, and here's what I've looked like when I started looking into this. The first sword we know of in the Bible. Do you know what that was? Actually, when I started looking through it, I found that the first sword that was actually talked about in, in the word was made of that flaming sword and it rotated on its own. Where was that? It was in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were kicked out. God sent an angel, it says a cherubim, and he also said that it sent, um, he sent a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Look at it in, you know what, let's just go to it. Let me grab my Bible here. I'm reading from the NIV, okay, because that was the first Bible that I had close to me. And um, I'm actually really liking the New Living Translation as I read on my own. And I, I've been kind of going back and forth between King James Version and the New Living Bible. And I'm just like, wow, just what comes out is like amazing. And you're, it just gives such emphasis on things. So let's go real quick over to uh, Genesis 3. And we're going to go look at verse 24. And it says, after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cher cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So he sent an angel and the sword. It was like on fire. It was a flaming sword. It was on fire and it was twirling about to guard so no, that Adam could not come in on the left on the right, in the center, wherever he could not get in. Imagine that. That would be like really crazy. Don't you think? So the sword moved. It was a flaming blockade that guarded this pathway of the tree of life to ensure that the banished Adam and Eve would never extend their hands and take the fruit of the tree of Eden anymore. Then, as I moved further throughout biblical history, I found that swords in the hands of individuals and armies, you know, for purposes of good and evil, there was all the battle between the Israelites and all the enemies that came against Israel when God led them out from Egypt. And then there's the last mention. What is the last mention? In scripture of a sword and think of this it's a finalizing agent of authority and judgment what book is it in judgment should have given it away and if you guess revelations you're right you win <laughs> right so open your bibles up um, to revelations unless you're driving then by all means just keep driving <laughs> All right, so Revelations, and it is, I'm trying to flip over to it, guys, so bear with me. It is chapter 19, and it is, I think it's verse 15 and 16. I have to go back to my notes. Yes, 19, verse 15 and 16, and it says, 
15. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And then verse 16 just says, On his robe and on his thigh he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So that's the very last verse throughout the Bible, you know, the beginning and the end as far as how, when this, when the word sword came up in, in the word of God. And we know all throughout, you know, we have, you know, when the Lord told them to find a sword, I'm not coming to bring peace, but, but a sword, there's all of those different scriptures. So for purpose of the podcast, I just wanted to show you what was the first mention of a sword in the word of God. Well, we found that in Genesis chapter 3. What was the last mention? It was in Revelations chapter 19, and there's only, what, 21, 22 chapters? There's 22 chapters in the book of Revelations. So, but here's what I wanted to tell you guys. In the hands of each of us, whether you're a daughter or a son of the Almighty God, Swords are weapons of life and light. They are weapons of destruction, a, a two-edged sword to destroy the enemy. And we're going to get ready to go over a few things um, later on in this study. I wanted to talk about what I have been noticing online a lot because I'm I'm on several different Facebook pages to that are Christian pages or on on Twitter, um, just in social media in general. And I'm constantly just reading comments, reading thoughts, reading ideas, reading arguments, reading discussions, and which really helps me to come sometimes. And I know it sounds funny, but or strange, but it actually kind of helps me grab content to go, what are people talking about today? as far as the body of Christ and what should should we be doing more of or what should we not be doing. So that's how I come to discuss this specific topic. This brought me to my one of my favorite books that I have read and I was like, wow, it's time to bust this out. And in reading this book, Lisa Bevere had put something together that I was like, no way. I never thought about that. And if you take, she says, if you take the combination combination of letters that spell God's word, it actually would just moving the, keeping the letters constant and only altering the spacing, you have God's word. And he removes that comma on the S as far as God's, what's belonging to him. Remove that comma, slide the S over, and you have God's word is now turned into a God sword. Isn't that cool? So check this out. This is what I also found out. It, this confirms what Paul said in the, in the book of Ephesians. And he said it in Ephesians um, chapter 6, verse 17. And he says, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 
How profound, right? <laughs> so it's like finding buried treasure, you know, it's, and I know there's that scripture and I, it just came to me in, um, as I'm recording this for you guys. And I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't even think of how the verse goes. So if you guys know, then you can go ahead and correct me or let me know what verse it is, what book, what chapter, all of that. Because you guys are pretty smart out there. But, you know, the it's the mystery of God that kings go and search out and find. And we uncover the mysteries that are there. So it's like, that's the scripture that's out there. So if you know the scripture reference, the book reference, then put it in the comments. Let me know what verse that is. Because I have no idea. I can't even remember the book. I don't even know the book, guys. It's That's the Lord. He just brought that up. But discovering what God is saying in the scriptures is like finding buried treasure or or putting a piece together or, or a puzzle together. Did I say piece? <laughs> putting a puzzle together and figuring it out. It, it's it's amazing to go, wow, I just figured this out, right? So here's what I've noticed, and this is what I wanted to get into. On social media, I have found a lot, guys, that I especially find it out or see it played out in Twitter world or, for, you know, formerly known as Twitter, but called X. I don't know why you would call something X, but that's another, that's another thing. <laughs> so in Twitter world, they, he has something called, it's called the Believers Network. And, um... I have two different user accounts. I have my military one, and then I have my, um, I guess it's more like my podcast slash that, that Christian side of me because I deal with a lot of veterans on my, on my military one. So I'm talking to them a lot. And um, you can follow me on both. It doesn't matter out there, but there is a, in Twitter world, it's called Believers Network. And I don't know if it's still out there or why it's not prevalent out there anymore, but you have, it's like a lot of people, whether you're Christian, Catholic, even, evangelical, Methodist, whatever other religion that is out there, apostolic, Christian, Pentecost, non-denomination, they're all in there, right? And everybody's sharing scriptures or encouragement. But as you dig knee deep into this, you have people that are in there that are, they're challenging theology. They're like, you know, well, do you think that there is only one sin that can make you go to hell? Or, you know, do you think that um, I don't know what's, uh, I get so lost in all of them sometimes that now I can't even think of one, but there is that discussion of, it's like they're trying to exploit those that believe different or that have a theology that may not line up with the word of God. 
And then it's like full bore on attack or pounding scripture at you. And, and I'm like, good Lord, you know, and my first initial time seeing it, you know, I was, I was all up in it, not attacking, but it really made me go, oh, wait a minute. What do I believe? Does the word really say this? Why is this person challenging what I have learned in church? And so it began to cause a lot of confusion for me. And I started going, no, wait. We are supposed to be about our father's business, not attacking each other. If, if a Catholic loves Jesus, then you know what? That is your brother or sister in Christ. They love Jesus. Now, what they believe in their religion, that's between them and God. As long as they are not taking the Lord's name in vain, they acknowledge him as their Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross for their sins. And it's like, who are we to be able to say, you're wrong and your theology is this and I believe that. Oh, you're a Calvinist and, you know, and it's back and forth. We're And what I'm trying to say is that our sword, instead of it being born and fighting the enemy, we're taking our sword and we're coming against each other so heavily and fighting each other over theology and what religion is right and what religion is wrong and and beliefs and you know that you end up walking away from the battle with maybe what a half inch sword all broken in pieces dented and marred and and who knows what and it, it's it's major chaos major catastrophe to do that to each other because say, say your family member is Catholic and they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but they've been raised in the Catholic Church. They don't know any better. So who are you to come out against them and attack them and say, ah, oh, you're Catholics, you're a bunch of pervs, you're this, you're that, pedophiles, da 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 But that's all that that person knows. Why not say, hey, you love the Lord like me. I'm Jim or I'm Monica or I'm, you know, and love that person and do battle against the enemy. Because the word of God says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but instead the body of Christ is doing that. And the body of Christ is not your religion only, your Christianity you're um, Methodist, you're evangelical. You are not the body of Christ solely based on your religion. The body of Christ are those that would bow their heart and their knee and say, I confess Jesus is my Lord and Savior. No matter what country you're from, no matter what belief system you have. Now, I'm not saying, let's clarify it right off the bat, I'm not saying that we accept and coexist like all of the stupid stickers that we see on bumper cars coexist. I'm saying if somebody confesses that they believe in Jesus and they love Jesus, whether they are Methodist, Catholic, Protestant, Evangelical, Christian, whatever, 
then you are to pray for them and accept them because that person is the body of Christ. And God says not to argue, don't speak harshly against your brother or your sister and Christ. God loves that person. And when you speak against that person, you do harm against the body of Christ. So instead, what are we to do? You can come to each other in love. And this is where I, I see that so many people, especially online, so many people attack each other. And then you see anger and they're, you know, well, who are you? And I'm going to block you and shut up. And, and you see so much of that online. And you're like, oh, my gosh. If I was not a Christian and watching some of the people that I see online, that I see them doing this every single day, I would be questioning, well, wow, why would I want to come to Jesus if that's what it's about, calling each other out like that? Why would I want to join that faction? It's, it's, we're doing it here in the world as far as whether Republicans are right or Democrats are, are wrong or it's better to be independent. It's the same whole concept. But it's like, why are we doing that? I heard somebody say, and it was a pastor, I don't remember which pastor said it because I was listening to a bunch on, online. And he was like, he brought this same issue up. And he was saying, he's like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that God has more brothers and sisters in Christ across the world than we do as family of the Lord. Because we, we characterize our family of God within our own church or within our own religion. And anybody else that is outside of that, they're the enemy. And you're like... No. So what would you welcome someone from China that loved God? Because right now, we majority of America hates China. What if you have Chinese immigrants that came across that Trump helped bring across because they were running for their lives because China wanted to kill them because they love the Lord. But they're not part of your church. They're not part of your faith. They're not part of the Methodist church or they're not part of the evangelical church or the Catholic church, Protestant non-denomination. But we, we hate China right now, guys. You see what I'm saying? It is supposed to be as iron sharpens iron, meaning we are to lift each other up no matter if we're from China, from a Methodist faith, or whatever belief system. If that person loves the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and mind, then you let the Lord judge the heart. Who are you to judge the heart of man? And I'm not saying, now we're not getting into all of the scripture that talks about judge not lest you be judged. That's a whole nother subject. And maybe one day we'll go into it. But for right now, you have to turn your swords to the right enemy. And it is not each other. It is Satan. He is the one that is sit back and he's laughing and he's cracking up over the whole thing that we are turning on each other. Oh, you're Methodist. Oh, you think this. Oh, you don't believe in tongues. 
oh, you're wrong if you say this. That's all you see all day on social media and attacks. And, 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 and I understand people want to stand up for what is true. But there is a way to go about it. And it's following what the Lord instructs you and I to do. To be the light, to be that peculiar person and go, okay, that person just grabbed my attention because he or she did not attack. That person came out in love or in truth and got me thinking. And that's what it's supposed to be. You know, now in times of battle, yes, swords should be put to use. And it is bringing it against the true enemy. Who's the true enemy, guys? It is Satan. It's not flesh and blood. So there's an author, his name's Martelli, and he wrote this book called Fencing Master about, you know, sword fighting and all that. And he said, the knowledge of what is good is without practicing it turns frequently to evil. And it is so true. If you do not have the knowledge of what is good and you walk it daily, you know what the word of God says and you, you put it into your heart, you say, Lord, help me to stand on the word of God, to practice being kind, to practice being loving, to not hurt my brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, then it's going to turn to evil and we will attack because we don't know how to use our sword. And anybody that would come up against your beliefs, you attack them. And so I just wanted to encourage you, you know, James says, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. You are deceiving yourselves if you do not get in the word and see what it says. God is love. God is not about arguing online. God is not about turning swords on each other. We are to be the light of the world. And instead, you know, the, the only way that we can be effective is to be unified and whole. And while we, while, let me say it this way, while we have wrestled with portions of our armory because we're by ourselves and you're trying to fight off the attacks of this belief, that belief, this theology, that theology, the enemy moves about fully armed coming against the body of Christ in all denominations. God didn't even create religion. Man did. So why sit here and argue over religion when it's what man did? It is not birthed by God. And Satan, he laughs as, as we foolishly wield our divided swords against each other or words that divide when ultimately their power is in in their whole to come together as a whole and say, you know what? Jesus is our king no matter what. And come together and turn our swords, bring them up together. Kind of like, um, you're like King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table. And we put our swords down and come together as one and raise it up. And it says, for Yeshua and for, I don't know, 
Christianity or for America or whatever. Why aren't we doing that? And so I wanted to encourage you today, you know, Satan, Satan's not afraid of a disjointed church and that that are wheeled pieces or fragments of God's mighty word because we're using it in a way to destroy each other. He's not afraid of that. But if we come together and realize who the real enemy is, he'll tremble in terror at the church who rises up with the sword of his word reforged and expressed through our lives as we stand united because we know who is king and we know who is God. That's what we need to be doing, people. And I know, you know, some of you may have people in your families, you know, well, you know, my my parents have, have been Catholic, but I'm not, you know, or... I was raised in a Methodist church, but I left, and I'm a Christian, and now I have family members that are still Methodist. That's okay. Go to God in prayer. Pray about their them. Find out what God says about them. And you know what? I'll bet you that God says, love them. Be kind to them. Don't persecute them. Because I know what God says in his word. God is love. You know, you stand up for what you believe in. You don't let somebody tear down Jesus to you and mock you. I've been there. I've been there so many times in my own family. You you could not imagine what I have been through. But here's one thing. I find myself overwhelmed when I think of all of the symbolism the reforged sword holds for us. When we reforge it under God's love, God's power, God's anointing, the sword entrusted to us is more than ancient. We just discovered that the first sword was talked about in Genesis 3. So it's more than ancient. It is eternal. Because what does the word of God say? That heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away, right? They will never, God's word, God's sword will live eternal. And our sword, it's not attached to an isolated victory that we have here, there, and everywhere. And yes, we celebrate those times and we, and we kneel before the, the King Almighty and, and we claim the victory in him. Yes. But the word of our living God has proven itself true time and time and again. And it is coming back and acknowledging who gave us the sword. Just as easily as that sword is given, God can take it away from us and says, you are not responsible with what I have given you. Have you ever thought about that? I have. I have said, Lord, help me to speak what I need to speak to the brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter if they are Catholic, Methodist, whatever. Speak the, the word of God in love to them. And correction to take to each other in love. No, you're wrong. The word says this. Look it up right here. Take a look at this. And leave it in God's hands. You are not the one to convict. The Holy Spirit is the one to convict. 
and then to take the sword and to pray and say, Lord, but with this sword, and I pray this every morning, with this sword, I pray that I will crush the enemy's head. Take that that spite that you may have towards people that believe different from you and put it on the enemy, the true enemy, which is Satan himself, who is laughing as we sit there and mock each other and argue with each other. It's what we would say a distraction within the political mess that we've got going on. Oh, it's a distraction. It's a false flag. Well, why can't we as the body of Christ recognize the same thing? It's a distraction. The enemy is getting all of us to argue because you don't like that church or you don't like that belief or so-and-so said this and it's wrong. I got into a discussion on, on a Christian podcast site where somebody was talking about how we are in the wrath right now and that we're in that pre-trib time and that we are going through the wrath of God. And I was like, well, no, the word of God says this and this and this. There is no, there is no wrath for the body of Christ. We will escape that. Look at Matthew 24 where it says that all these things must happen as like a woman in labor. Then look up for our redemption draws nine. And it says when the, when the sun turns to blood and the moon goes dark and the stars start to fall, then that's when the Lord is coming to get us. And, um, he wanted to continue going on and argue about it and show me scripture. And it was totally out of context. He was using scripture in Isaiah that says, see, right here, this is pre-trib. We're going to go. And I'm like, do you? I'm sitting here thinking in my head, do you not know that we are in the middle of all of the tribulation stuff that is going on, what the word of God says, and you're saying we're getting ready to get raptured before pre-trib? And, and I stopped and I was like, no, people are going to read this. And I don't want to ruin the witness that I have with people that follow me or that. And sometimes I go in there and I'm replying as the graceful warrior throughout social media. And I was like, I don't want to bring that on myself and lose people that are following me or going, wow, look, she argues. And so I wanted to be the light. And I, I just told him, I said, you know, bro, keep on trucking praying for you, and stay in the Word of God. And I walked out. And it had been quiet. And that was, what, yesterday or today? I don't even remember. So I just wanted to encourage you. If your sword is born, a sword is born today, make sure that you know how to use your, your sword. Spend the time learning about your sword. Get in the word of God and learn about it and find out who are you supposed to aim at it or aim it at, aim at it. Who are you supposed to aim it at? Who are you not supposed to aim it at? What is it for? And how do you defeat the enemy, which is Satan himself, not each other? And so as we close today, I just wanted to let you know, hey, 
I have gotten a sponsor from Patriot Mobile. And if you have been awake and aware of what's going out there in the world with woke companies and such, you know that our hard-earned money is gradually dwindling away. But if you want your money to go to a Christian conservative telephone wireless service, take a look at Patriot Mobile. Just one phone, a plan is 25 bucks a month, unlimited talk and text. And if you go on Patriot Mobile and you give them a call or you check out their website, if you give them the code GRACEFUL, hey, Patriot Mobile and I have teamed up and said we will wipe out your activation fee by coming over, leaving the woke carriers and coming over to Patriot Mobile. You can get a SIM card. You can keep your own phone if you so choose to, or you can shop online and get that new, what is the new um, iPhone? Is it 17, 25? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? So take a look. You can also check out Patriot Mobile and I have come together and put a page together and you can take a look at that. And it's patriotmobile.com forward slash graceful. And on there, you can go ahead and sign up and use the code graceful for a $30 uh, activation fee that is totally wiped out of your bill. All right. So with that, I hope you guys have a blessed week. I will be coming on. Um, I'm going to start doing more podcasts throughout the week with the winter coming since we're all going to be indoors and not outside and out and about living life. So I'm still trying to figure out which days are best. And oh, here's another great news. I'll put this out there now. So a friend of mine and I, we have um, decided to come together and launch into ministry together as a team. And Saturday, we went into Washington State and we had, I think, six churches were invited to come and listen to. My friend gave her testimony first. And we had six churches invited, and I can't remember how many showed up. It wasn't all six, but we went and did that, and we saw women, and it's it's basically a ministry for women that have been abused, whether it's sexually, emotionally, or physically, and it's it's actually called Tears of Courage, and through Tears of Courage comes Graceful Warriors, which is the name of my podcast, right? And man, we saw breakthrough with girls getting a breakthrough with the shame and the guilt of, of their past. And it's been an amazing start, an amazing experience on our first weekend. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys, pray for us. Pray for Tears of Courage ministry, and as we step forward, we already got another church that has invited us to come and speak, and we're meeting with them next week to discuss the ins and outs of it and um, see where the Lord may lead us, and so um, it's an exciting and amazing time. I, I don't know where we're going as far as I, 
I know we're going to be creating a, a web page. We have someone that we've already hooked up with that knows that we're going to be coming to them and they're going to be building us a web page. And um, we're launched into ministry. So that is exciting news. And hey, if you're on Rumble, you can look up um, my channel. It's the Graceful Warrior Podcast channel. And on there are all of the podcasts. And I'm starting to put videos on there from my Facebook page and posting them on there. So if you want to go check out that, the channel is the Graceful Warrior Podcast. And I'm trying to post right now. I believe it's at least twice a week right now. So I'm not so bombarded. <laughs> but um, with that, that's all that I've got. Um, have a blessed rest of your week, you guys. Keep looking up. Keep being that peculiar person. And remember, he says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You our mind. Hey, until next week, peace out. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith is a journey of constant growth and transformation, as well as challenges. But stay strong, stay courageous, and let your grace shine bright as ever. If you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Graceful Warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at Captivate and share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits abound. everyone. I just want to take a quick minute. I hope that you're enjoying this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time and listening to my podcast. Wherever you listen to your favorite, I'm honored to be able to share that time with you. But hey, I wanted to let you know, I have my own webpage on Captivate. And I'm going to leave the link in the description below. But if you were to join me on my page you have some perks that are coming to you what kind of perks you say well if you would subscribe for eight bucks a month i will give you bonus content my extra show that i have and then on top of that you'll get 24 hour early access to all the shows that the public already gets and then I'll even throw in an extra perk. If you have your own business, you could send me the name of your business and I'll shout it out on this podcast at the cost of eight bucks. It's a deal in itself. I understand that if you don't want to subscribe just yet, hey, just buy me my favorite drink. I have two of them actually. One is a cold coffee first thing in the morning. I love a caramel macchiato. And my other favorite summertime drink is a lotus banana blueberry chai. Oh, that's my favorite drink. Just hit the tip button and go ahead and leave me a tip and just buy me a drink. All right, with all of that, I just want to say thank you. And let's get back to the show.